Well, what is up, ladies and gents, and people Cody, the of all man. sizes? <laughs> sizes? <laughs> Isn't that what they say at the the circus? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking all ages. All but ages. That's <laughs> that's how I want to start a podcast. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Do we want to start that over? No, I think it's good because we are all sizes. <laughs> yes, I'm, we are. I'm a shape, <laughs> not in shape. <laughs> Hey, I ran for the first time in about two months the other night. Yeah. And I did pretty dang good. Did you? Yeah, I ran three miles with a 942 pace. I felt pretty good about that. No dead gum. You want a cookie? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? Hey, I'm so happy. Such a smart aleck thing to say. I'm so happy. I'm thankful. I'm thankful, It is Thanksgiving week. Yeah, it's been a good week. Here's podcast, and it's a good day, and... You know what I'm most thankful for right now? Um, I'm going to guess that... <laughs> uh, I don't know. What are you thankful for? Here's what we need to do. The listen, Everybody outside, we have a lot of Arkansas listeners, obviously. Yeah. So everybody that's not from Arkansas, you can just tune out for a second because we got to talk what's going on at home right now. Okay, so I know it's not the football team. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. And the truth is, everybody that doesn't live in Arkansas is listening to to what we're about to say because they know. (laughs) Yeah, so this is not a sports talk radio show, (laughs) but it is for just a second. Yes. Because we have to celebrate when we can. That's right. it's not outside of baseball and track. It's not been a lot of celebration. No, we won the cross-country national championship a couple weeks ago. Yeah, baby. And I threw it in my buddy Kenneth's face when he started talking trash <laughs> about football about LSU the other night oh, man. and uh, I said you just take note bub <laughs> yeah. we just won the cross country national championship <laughs> probably again I don't know how many times we <laughs> what did won. he say um he was just like noted. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm pretty sure he didn't back down. Yeah, but on was, the whole football stage. But it was noted. But that leads us to the basketball program. Hey, we're going to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I said before we started recording, we're just trying to make it to the NIT. <laughs> and so we have to celebrate when we can. That's right. And the Hogs basketball team is 6-0. and I know. We've got a new coach. That's what's crazy is. That doesn't always happen. No, it really don't. And Coach Musselman has came in. He's a former NBA assistant yeah. coach. He was at Nevada, had an incredible winning percentage. Yeah. And it started off 6-0, which is only a few times in the history of the program. I think it was 19. I read that the other day. It was, it's was. it been a long time. Yeah. And so, but what the reason they're winning is because their defense is so stinking good. Yeah. And that's and the one thing they can control is how hard they play on defense. Dude, I love his passion. Oh, I do too. He's got oh, little man syndrome. He is little and too. he gets fired up out there. He's got the crowd hype. Yeah. And so we played Georgia Tech the other night. Yeah. I think that was probably our first. It was a power five school. Yeah. yeah. It was a power five school. And uh, they just, they were, they got cold at the end of the game, which is not what you want to have. Ten happen. minutes before. Because we were up the whole game. Yeah. Pretty much eight, ten points most of the game. And they went cold. Game got tied, goes to overtime, and nobody scores in overtime until like the last 10 or 15 seconds. And Georgia Tech puts one in to go up by two. Yep. And you got the sound bite? Um, I've got the very last sound bite. So so we're down two with like 10 seconds left or something. Yeah. Was it two or we were down one? No, we were down two. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was tied the whole overtime. I can't remember. And they put a bucket in with their big man, went up by two, and we're coming back down the court, 
and it's like typical hog fan. You're like, here we go again. Yeah. And you want to play that clip? Yeah, I'll play the clip. This is this is where we won the game, right? Yeah, right That's at right. the end of overtime. Oh yeah. All hog fans, let's celebrate together. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Jones got to hurry now. Three, two, one. Jones for the win. He got it. He got it. He got it. Mason Jones banks in a three with .1 seconds to play. Arkansas's got the lead, 62-61. Prayer answered, and the Hogs are up by a point. That was some good stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it – uh. It was a celebratory moment for yes, sure. Yes, I loved it. We needed something to cheer about. And uh, Jay, on, the, on the road at Georgia Tech, that's a good win. Yeah, Jaden and I were both standing in the living room, <laughs> right in front of the TV. Oh we're like, yeah. And when he when he tossed it up, I was like, oh great. Yeah. And Jaden's like, <laughs> he was making, he was so pumped. <laughs> uh, we just we had to be thankful for something, so that was something we thought we could I pull agree. out. I like it. Hey, I, I was at uh um, a Fellowship of Christian Athletes event here in our local town not too long ago. Yeah. And the speaker that was here, I forgot his name now, he's a former player for the Lakers, and he had just been up there speaking to the Razorback basketball team. Yeah. And he came back when he got here, and he said, you guys mark it down, write it down. The Hogs will be in the Final Four within the next four years. That's awesome. I mean, it at least gives us some hope. He said that he just said that's how good Coach Musselman is. I said, so we'll see. You that's know, cool. I hope he's right. I mean, we need something else to cheer all, about around here. I know. I mean, all indicators look good right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, defense, I mean, when you play defense like they are. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you. Well, yeah, that travels too wherever you go. A great a great example of that is last night Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. And it was because of defense. I mean, yeah. SFA was playing some defense. Yeah. It's awesome to watch. Well, and that's the – I look at it, and I think I'm assuming Coach Musselman says it this way too. That is the that is the one thing they can control. Yeah. You're not going to have an on-shooting night every night. You right. Know, but you can control how hard you play on defense. Yeah. And right now they have the number one defense in the nation against the three-point shooting. <laughs> and then one of the top overall defenses in the nation right yeah. now because they're holding people down to yeah. – nobody scored over – I guess that was the highest one, what, 61 yeah. or something? Yeah. 62 points, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, the first, like, four games, they didn't score 50. Nobody did on them. Do you know what was in 1995 when we won the NCAA championship? You know what was what we were known for? The defense. That's it, right. Yeah. 40 yeah. minutes of hell, that's what they said. So it's pretty cool. There's actually probably some leadership stuff in there somewhere because oh. that's the one thing they can control, Yeah. you know? Well, I mean, I, I really think there is, especially, you know, last week we talked about GoRemote and launching yeah. this brand and um, not that we didn't before launching it but uh, I think we're more aware of the things that we're doing for GoRemote and oh, every yeah. day you know we can control what we do yeah you know and so. I think that's been part of our process at least the last week which I will say following last week's podcast man the response has been really good mm-hmm. had a lot of texts from and messages from just different people that are excited even though we hadn't completely completely communicated what we're doing as far as a brand um the excitement's in the air yeah we saw a pretty good significant rise in the podcast downloads last week for one week yeah and it was up several i think one time up like 20 percent or something yeah that's good and in just a four-day span and so really cool really exciting and that's kind of the one thing we can control with starting the brand is, is what we do what we do on yeah. a regular basis what do we do daily to try to move mm-hmm. the brand forward and i think you got to look at that in anything in life whether it's raising family or 
Yeah. You know, what can you control? There's going to be certain things that are out of our control. Yeah. Um, and we'll deal with that. But when you know you've got a vision and a plan to execute something, there's nothing that can stop you as long as you don't let it stop right. you. There may be some hiccups in the road. And yeah. we're, we're going to run into some hiccups probably. Oh, yeah. But we just decided we're going to power through them, right. whatever, whatever we got to do. So it's exciting stuff. I'm thankful. Um for i'm thankful for uh this season i'm thankful for uh thanksgiving this will be cody this will be the first year that i can i think ever that i've not spent thanksgiving day with my family so i think we've talked about well you're going to be with your family well my my immediate family my extended family every year so i don't do have we talked about what you're about to do on a podcast i think i think we mentioned it we'll be down in dallas with the cowboys and doing a little bit of photography stuff this next well tomorrow um well thanksgiving day yeah i'm not sure when we're releasing this but on thanksgiving day and uh but what's what's wild is every year that i can remember remember growing up I spent Thanksgiving Day watching the Cowboys with my family. Yeah. Them and the Lions, I think, play every Thanksgiving Day, play yeah. somebody. And so this year we'll be down on the field with them. That's it's awesome. It's going to be pretty exciting, man. And so I will be with my immediate family. Yeah. Just not my whole extended family for the so, first time ever. <clears throat> Remind me after the podcast, I got to ask you a question about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me curious. Oh, yeah. Well, I ask you right now, did you rent the 400? Oh no, I didn't. No, <laughs> he I didn't. went back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. I did. I almost, I almost rented the the Sony four hundred two point eight. I thought you would do. <laughs> I almost did, and um, it's a pain in the butt because you got to have a third policy insurance pol- or third party yeah. insurance policy because it's like a twelve fifteen thousand dollar lens, yeah. whatever it is. And I was like, man, I ain't going through all that. I got we got good enough gear, and so, but I almost did. I looked into it pretty hard, but. I'm just not. So, <laughs> I, what I got will work fine. <laughs> so, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be exciting, man. Yeah. You got any big Thanksgiving plans? So, um, I will not be Black Friday shopping. Amen. <laughs> my wife will. I'm in on that. My, not shopping. My son Jet really wants to go to pawn shops. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said, Dad, Black Friday. Let's go to pawn shop. Does pawn shop? Do they have a special Black think, Friday deal? I don't think that they really do have any like special Black Friday deals or anything, but. Every day is Black Friday in a pawn shop, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I've got some funny pod, I mean, uh, pawn shop stories, actually, from uh, my history well, of my life. When I, I've never like given anything to a pawn shop, but I bought a ton of stuff at pawn shops. Yeah. So my I, first guitar. That's and, what he wants to buy. He, oh, yeah? So he's been learning the acoustic guitar, and he's actually doing really well. He, learned, he knows how to play Iron Man now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like dad i know this song i was like sweet that's <laughs> you know? awesome so um but he's been playing acoustic and he's really wanting a, an electric guitar so oh, i yeah. told him he could use mine but he's like he wants his own he wants to be able to set it up himself i mean every day he's watching videos on how to set it up that's so awesome. he's like dad let's go to a pawn shop on black friday <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do and then um we might shoot some clays yeah uh, maybe plink around with some 22s or something like that so speaking of clays that new thrower we've been doing a little marketing with golly it's awesome it's sweet ain't it i like it in fact i need to take one with yeah i didn't realize that we're we're talking about the the new clay cannon from do all outdoors and we've been doing some some content development with this product and it's exploding man off the shelves that's so cool like i think they're selling like a thousand a week or something right now that's awesome which is a lot of clay cannons going out but i mean it's so practical i like it um it's very practical i was watching uh, a video yesterday with um 
Flair from Guggen Squad. Oh yeah, I think it was Flair. My my boys were watching it, and I was working and sitting at the table working and watching them along with them while I was working. And they were out throwing clays, and they were using the hand thrower, which is you know old classic, right? But this kind of takes the place of that. You yeah. know, like you don't have to you know throw it with your arm. It it does the work for it you. It does the work for. And then you. it's also simple in comparison to the other types of oh uh, yeah skeet throwers and, and trap throwers that are out there that have to have batteries and they're big yeah and they're sweet yeah but they're a lot of work in comparison to just you can just yank this thing out of your truck yeah and throw a clay in it and let them fly let them know? fly i know a young a bunch of our our young guys have the duck hunting crew that, that we kind of do some stuff with um my boys involved with it, they've loved leading up the duck season they've, they've shot them quite a bit yeah. out of that clay cannon and it's, I guess it's been pretty good for them because yeah. they've they've had a good duck season so far. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you it. know. Speaking of duck hunters, them people are uh, crazy. <laughs> my, I think it was my wife asked me the other day, or somebody asked me the other day. I don't know if it's her or not. They said, "Have you ever duck hunted?" And I said, "No," and I'm not sure if I want to because those people, they're a different breed of people. Well, it is, and it's. I'm, when I say when I reference duck hunters, I'm ta- I'm talking about guys. I'm not talking about going to some lodge. Yeah, where they. Put, put you out in the boat and you get in there and eat breakfast i'm talking about public <laughs> land duck hunters golly because I, I experienced it growing up um mainly in college i did a little bit of duck hunting and it is work yeah i mean work not only just getting up early to beat everybody to the holes but then back then we didn't even have a boat and so we're wading through dig on quicksand to get to some of our holes mud up to our waist and we might have killed two or three ducks and i was like i'm out on this yeah. I, after about 10 trips like that you're like is this really worth it <laughs> but my son, he's gotten, he's turned 16 this year, and him and some of his buddies, they're eight up with it. Yeah. I mean, to the point he's hunted every morning and evening since duck season's been open. They've been camping, staying up all night, and they've got them a new hole, public ground, some WMA uh, lamb. And they said opening morning, there were 51 boats in line. <laughs> and they get there like the night before to get in line to put their boat in the water at 4 a.m. Because they can't launch until 4 a.m. can't launch till 4 a.m. Do you so, know why that is? I don't know. Huh, that's interesting. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't know all the, because I'm not a duck guru. Mm-hmm. But the reason they're crazy is because they're sitting, like, literally sleeping in their trucks at a boat ramp. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that for a minute. I got a nice, comfy bed. And these jokers are to kill. Do you only kill what six birds? Is five, a, five, five or six birds, whatever it is, is a limit per person. And it's not guaranteed. But, yeah. But I've I've seen the joy, and he just sent me some pictures from this morning's hunt. Um, they've killed limits the last few days. That's cool. And he's like, it's so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, it probably is if you're if you're that age. And I mean, yeah. literally, his life consists of duck hunting right now and coming home and sleeping. Yeah. I was like, must be nice, bud. You better enjoy <laughs> this while you can. Yeah. But That's yeah, funny. I've I, seen. I want to go one time. At there's least. some cool films out there. I don't know if you've seen is it 20, 25 Horse, Horse a yeah. film. It's really cool. It kind of gives you a glimpse of what it looks like mm-hmm. to get. I mean, it's, it's dangerous too. It is crazy. All them boats in there. 4 a.m. in the dark. Yeah, in line. Shooting and they're going pool. through wooded waters. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no joke. Yeah. If you're a duck hunter and haven't seen the Sick of Film 25 Horse, you ought to look it up. It's pretty cool. I think most of that was filmed in Arkansas. Yeah. It's, oh, that's cool. It's really cool. So That's cool. So, um, kind of the leadership aspect of what we talked about earlier when we mentioned doing little things um, to grow your brand. What are, If you were giving somebody some advice, Heath, about that, what, what would it be? Well, I think 
we we kind of joked around on the Razorback thing with what Coach Musselman's doing, but it it comes back to me. It comes back to what can you control mm-hmm. with whatever you're trying to do and control that and be diligent about it and whatever you can do daily to move you one step closer, even if it's something small, mm-hmm. maybe it's making a phone call, maybe it's doing research about that's things we're doing right now is researching product lines. Um, I'm making contacts with manufacturers um, as well as partners for the films that we're going to be putting out for go remote. Uh, the go remote films are just an aspect of what we're doing from a promotional uh, standpoint as well, as well as capturing the stories of, yeah. of helping people that we want to obviously do that. But, um, so there's a lot of moving parts to figuring out what you want to do that that I think you said it earlier, we have a very large vision as mm-hmm. far as the overall, you know, thirty thousand foot view of a brand. Right. And what we want to accomplish. But and that's one of the things you're great at is is coming back to square one and saying, What do we gotta to do today yeah. Yeah. to to get one step closer tomorrow mm-hmm. to where we wanna be? And so that's been our goal the last week since we launched the podcast last week is what can we do um and i'm trying to personally do that on a daily basis with just one or two things every day mm-hmm. focusing on that brand it may be 10 minutes it may be three hours yeah but just to start moving us in the right direction yeah and so i think that for me is just what can you control and control that yeah yeah bub that would be drake waterfowl calling in speaking of duck hunting I'll call him back. <laughs> That's funny. He called and we're sitting here talking about duck hunting today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think for me, that's, that's what it comes down to is, is before anything takes off on a major level, especially on a national level, there's a lot of footprints need to be in the sand before you're ever going to get there. Yeah. And so just figuring, I think that's, it's so easy when you have a big idea or a big vision. And I've been guilty of this in the past for sure of just waiting for opportunity to come to you. Yeah. And reality is it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be putting at least what you want to do in front of people and networking mm-hmm. and making the right contacts mm-hmm. to get you in position. Yeah. That don't mean you're going to arrive. That just means yeah. you're getting in position yeah. to, to do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, well, it all comes down to communication, mm-hmm. you know, getting something off the ground or building something, at the end of the day, it's all about communication. Yeah. And I've always compared that to driving. You don't decide where you want to go and then just end up there. You have to put gas in the car. You have to get in the car, you yeah. know, yeah. shut the door, start the engine. There there are steps that take place. And then there's travel and yeah. there's turns and there's, you know, like there's yeah. things all. So that's how I've always compared building anything or growing anything or um, is to get in a car and going somewhere. It doesn't just happen. And that's There's- a great illustration because some of the simplest things you just mentioned are things most people take for granted mm-hmm. when it comes to getting to a location. And you just listed four or five things there that are super, super simple that you have to do to get there. But when it comes to building a brand, often it's like a lot of people just overlook the simplest yeah. things you have to do. Yeah. You know, and it does come down to communication at the end of the day. If if you're not communicating what you're wanting to do to people mm-hmm. and the right people. Um, at least positioning yourself for opportunity, there's a good chance it's not going to move forward. Yeah. And I think that's probably, 
a piece of the puzzle of why so many people don't ever reach a place of living their passion is because they're waiting on opportunities to come to them instead of you know going to the grind every day yeah and working their tails off to position yeah. themselves to get there yeah so. i think that old saying grab the bull by the horns yeah is exactly what you have to do yeah in anything you want to grow or build or um you know my wife and i are, are <clears throat> about to launch into some stuff uh, just together yeah i told her the other day hey now's the time to do this you know we got to do this you know just kind of list it off some right. things and that's what it is if you want something to 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 be successful yeah. you have to do work you know yeah i had a leader in my life probably six years ago you you know this person but he talked to me a long time ago about what he called the law of predictable resistance mm -hmm. and basically what that law stated was that you're going to have obstacles come your way and being able to see them before they get there or at least know how you're going to respond before they mm -hmm. happen sets you up to be potentially more successful mm -hmm. and i think that's where we're at even was as we start building this brand is we know there's going to be some obstacles we don't know exactly what those obstacles are but we're so confident in the vision of what we're trying to accomplish that we know how we're going to respond to it prior to it ever happening yeah and i think that's a great leadership principle just to have for life is mm -hmm. You go, it even goes back to what can you control mm -hmm. well you can control your attitude oh yeah and you can control how you're going to respond to something before it happens if you know yeah you're set in stone you're going to accomplish this vision regardless of what is thrown your way right you know i've always told people that if you will look ahead if you'll have of course the long-term <clears throat> vision but if you'll have the short vision you know as well that instead of being reactive you can respond appropriately before it ever happens yeah and so i've always i've told my kids that i do that when i'm running yeah i know where i'm going but i'm looking down so i don't trip in some hole or something you know yeah um, and i think that's the same way is if if you have that short-term vision you don't react out of um some you know yeah. nervous frustrated moment yeah you you respond and that's what you have to do when you're building anything yeah it's almost like like siri operates you know when you're traveling if there's something i don't like the way siri operates because she always gets us lost. i know but what i was going to say is <laughs> a lot of times your system will let you know when there's something ahead and it doesn't mean if we're headed to ata in indianapolis and there's construction going on or there's a roadblock it lets us know is it frustrating yeah is it going to put us off our time and schedule just a little bit probably so but it doesn't mean we're going home and not going to ata right you know it's just you're rerouting a little bit and you have to do that in business sometimes it's just reroute yeah regain plan yeah and and realize you're going to get to where you're headed even though it may not be the exact route you thought you were going to take and i'll say even with go remote to this stage we have rerouted two or three times mm -hmm. prior to ever talking about this publicly but um we just have and that's part of part of growing business you know mm -hmm. is, is figuring out how are you going to get there regardless of what's thrown in front of you and so i think it's more of a mindset than anything yeah and controlling what you can control and if you can apply that to just life in general you're going to be more successful yeah i like it so well man this has been a fairly short podcast i know it has i think we're under 30 minutes that has not happened very often we're actually at 22 22 <laughs> wow well, it's Thanksgiving week. I know a lot of people are busy. Yeah. A lot of people spending time with families and, and friends and a lot of people hunting as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can remember back when I was a kid, man, going down to South Arkansas because we'd always leave when I was a kid after Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. And we'd head down south. And you know what we always took with us? Um, turkey. <laughs> a big old turkey leg. <laughs> and it was so good. We'd tear that sucker apart the next day and make, make turkey sandwiches out of it. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm-mm, good. Mm. Do you have any like rituals that you do for for food besides um, turkey? No, I mean we have. I think casserole or Thanksgiving's about the casseroles for us. Oh more, yeah, more than the like we only cook a turkey breast. We don't do a full turkey. Um, we cook a turkey breast. It's real good. We always have ham too. And we have ham because yeah. I I like that um, that meat better than white meat. Dark yeah. meat better than white meat a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, and we so. have ham. We have like six or eight casseroles. I wonder how ham got involved with turkey day i don't know tonight we're eating deer we always have a good meal the night before as well oh, as a yeah. family we're having fried deer meat it's gonna be so good are you cooking it uh me and Jaden will that deer eater sauce we've been eating okay hold on what are you talking about the seasoning or the sauce both of them well, right. the deer ketchup the deer ketchup is oh my gosh freaking good it is good on eggs it's on <laughs> it everything i put it on now, everything. some people don't know what we're talking about this is not a product that is for sale anywhere yeah this is basically something big and jay had bought for some buyers had yeah. made and we got our hands on some of it it's almost like a black market oh it's seasoning. so <laughs> it's the best thing i've eaten yeah it's so good i've already told aaron i'm like we got to find some more of this when yeah. i run out yeah, yeah. So. I'm glad you told him that already because yeah. uh, I'm going to tell him the same thing when I talk to him. Yeah, yeah so you use the seed, you season the meat, then, then flour it, yeah. then fry it. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Gavin's been doing it. Him yeah. and Christy, they, he loves cooking. So does Jaden. He's so he's good at He can cook. I've seen before we started, he started cooking. I always only fried deer meat, mm-hmm. but he started cooking it like steak. And I almost like it just as good. Yeah. I mean, he can cook it, dude. Yeah. It's so good. I think that's cool, seeing seeing kids. We talk about this fairly often, but seeing them go through this process of experiencing yeah. harvesting a deer, even if it's a doe or something, cleaning it, cooking it. And it's, Gavin, every time, it's like, you got to try this. It's like yeah. he's proud of his product. You <laughs> Jay, know? No, he, he always carries it to me on a cutting board, a wooden cutting board. Oh, try yeah. this, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> they are proud of the product. I'm the same way, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's just part of the overall experience oh, yeah. of hunting. Well, I told um, Jet, um, I think I mentioned that we went hunting and he didn't get a shot off at a deer. You know, he saw it, but he couldn't get the crosshairs on it. It was his first time ever. And yeah. After it, I got it on film. <laughs> I don't have a short enough lens to get our faces, but I turned it on record me talking to him yeah and he's like oh it's the best thing ever dad it's the best thing ever and we ended up talking about there's something i don't know special about bringing meat to your own table yeah you know yeah um i guess whether that's farming for it or whatever but when you're a hunt when you're a hunter when you bring something home and cook it and eat it it tastes better yeah it does (laughs) they just get a little more pride in it for sure Well, so, man, it's going to be a, a good Thanksgiving weekend. I'm not going Black Friday shopping, so I'm with you on that. Me um, neither. I've been seeing a lot of Black Friday ads here way before Black Friday. I know. Like two weeks before. <laughs> two weeks before. People's trying to beat people to the punch I, on, on, I their, made on a, their wallets. I made an email last night for Swagger's Black Friday deal and sent it out this morning. I told Aaron, hey, Swagger's got Black Friday going on. She said, it ain't Black Friday. <laughs> It's Wednesday or Thursday, whatever I said, it is. Well, it's early Black Friday. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, well, man, I wanna I wanna take a second just wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and hope you have a great time with your friends, your family. Absolutely. And uh, I think it'd be good to just tell everybody we're thankful they listen too. Yeah, for sure. Because without them, <laughs> we ain't got much of a show without yeah, listeners. No you way, know? dude. And so, uh, thank you guys for being a part of the Tour Twelve podcast. We always enjoy your feedback keep it coming i love hearing what you guys are thinking and if you got topics of conversation that you think would be of interest shoot them over to us on facebook or mainly on instagram probably be easier but yeah 
Or well, like an email. We're just on there more. Or email us. Yeah. At feedback at tour12.com. Is that still the email? Yep. I thought it was. Hadn't changed. <laughs> I didn't think it had, but anyway, man, we're going to get ready. Whether you're listening to this on Thanksgiving Day or post-Thanksgiving, um, thank you guys for listening to the show. And until next time, peace out. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for the leadership sessions of the Tour 12 podcast. Our goal is to help you live your passion in business, leadership, and life, and we would love to hear how these conversations are impacting you. If you want to share your story or give us feedback, hit us up on Instagram or email us at feedback at tour12.com. As always, it would mean a lot to our team if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and invite your friends to join us in living their passion. 